Welcome to Oakright's podcast, In The Frame, episode 10. This is a series where we help you, the self-builder, through your journey by answering any questions that you may have relating to building your dream home. Today we are going to be talking about off-site construction. That is the production of as much of your home in a factory situation, which will help the quality and the speed of construction on-site building your house. What point were you complete at? From start to finish, on-site, we broke ground. It took us nine months. Our last quarter, I think we spent £35 on gas. The encapsulated system is what gives you a house that will enable you to live there at very, very low cost for years and years to come. My guest today is Craig Holden. Welcome, Craig. Hi. And I thought, really, that uh, when we're talking about off-site construction... It would be nice to have somebody who has gone through the whole process of building their home using the Oakwright's right wall system, the oak frame and the panels, the encapsulation. So Craig, you've been through the whole journey. However, I, I think I need to confess that Craig not only has uh, built his own home with his wife and, uh, and child, but also Craig does work for Oakwright's. So Craig, tell us your story. Tell us the whole picture. Where did you start? When did you start for Oakwright and how did you end up building your dream home? Well, I started for Oakwright's 10 years ago. It might be 10 years plus now. I'm not too sure. It's sort of, the, the time sort of just whittles into nothing. But, um, and I don't know how our paths actually crossed. But I was a carpenter before, um, contracting on site, basic bit of joinery. That's how where I went to college. Um, and somewhere amongst that, uh, I was on site and, uh, yeah, you captured me with the oak frame and, uh, yeah, that was the start and of the rest a long, is history. Yeah, long journey. So we've all been, you know, you've been, I think, with Oak Christ, is it over 10 years over now? Over 10, I think, I think yes. yeah. So, and in your carpentry career, how many houses do you think you've possibly worked on? Do you know what? I was trying to work this out earlier and, because uh, every carpenter sort of goes through a phase. You start, we, we were, I was a joiner, then I went on to, um, which is a terrible thing to say, but it's house bashing. So you you start with the big builders. You're just turning out houses as quickly as possible on a price. Um, and you'll probably do sort of three or four houses a week in the carpentry terms. So wow. I would say we're into thousands now, I would say, of houses <laughs> completed. So, yeah. And what would you say the difference is between your days of building track housing for developers yeah. and, and the Oakwrights process? What would you think, what, have you, what would be the difference you'd say there? I think, well, definitely the quality side of things. How it's produced as well, you know, the, the materials that you're using in new builds nowadays, unfortunately, they're, they're a standard, but they're not trying to break any standards. You know, they are working to a building control level of completion where we're trying to sort of cut through and, and get to the, well, the luxury side of things, really. So, yeah, that, that's the biggest difference in the, in, the, in the actual carpentry terms. And I think always I find when I'm talking to customers, I always say that it's a very easy for me to advise you, the customer, what you should do. But it's a whole different ball game when you become the customer. And I, I always say I am possibly the, the company's worst customer whenever I'm doing any <laughs> of my own work. So it's always a case of do as I say, but do not do as I do. So, Craig, I would imagine that from working as a carpenter, from going into the sales process for the company, but then becoming a customer <laughs> of the company, um, really you see things from the other side of the fence you're receiving the service, receiving yep. the product, as opposed to we are building 
uh, and, and, and giving the product to our customers, you're actually receiving that product. How did you find that, like moving across to become the customer? How, how is that experience? There's some emotion there, I will say. There's some emotion in it. There's, there's so many different decisions that you have to make across the board. And my background was brilliant because carpenters are on site from start to finish generally, you know, from in the ground of shuttering through to finals of um, putting door handles on there through the whole process. But um, yeah, there's a lot of decisions that need to be made. So by the time it arrives with us, the stuff that we need to know for our clients now going forward is brilliant, you know, insurances, when they need to be on site, you know, who's my groundwork to be, where do I get these surveys from? All that stuff was sort of pushed upon me when I started the process. So yeah, that was a that was an eye opener. That was an eye. So rather than giving the advice to uh, to your customer, you were the customer, you're having to take your own advice and follow follow the process. And then today's um, discussion is about off site construction. So Off-site construction is where as much of the house as possible is built in a workshop factory situation, which really takes all the process that Craig and I, me in my younger years and Craig in his younger younger years years now, (laughs) would have gone through, which is going out onto site and building the the house on site. So the materials arrive on site and you uh, put them together as a carpenter, you put the brickwork together as a brickwork, as as a bricklayer on site so you're you're building the house from the foundations up out on site prefabrication takes a lot of that construction work into the into the factory so with oak rights we uh we are we are oak rights we build oak framed houses but actually the larger part of our business now is the manufacture of the panel system that surrounds the oak frame so how did you find that, Craig? Because you would have gone from being the carpenter on-site, making up your, your frames on-site as working as a carpenter, and now suddenly you're bringing the panels in. How, how did you find that, and what was the difference between your days on car, on, on-site as a carpenter to actually now receiving the prefabricated panel system? The paneling system, for me, is great. You know, there are going to be hundreds of carpenters out there saying that they can build the panels on site and they can do as good a job. And I'm sure that there are guys out there can do it. But the time, the quality, what's arriving on site, the ease of the panels going up. I mean, our house, uh, so we obviously built Manuka Cottage. um, We put the oak frame up in a day. The paneling system was wrapped and around it in the the day after we did church cottage and manuka cottage i think in approximately five days to a dry shell there is not a hope in hell that you would be able to do that with timber on the floor cuts uh, it's just not it's not a possibility no now i know as a carpenter i used to love uh, cutting roofs putting roofs on it's, it's a quite a, a pleasurable experience you're working the roof out doing all the cuts but you know you are taking those materials to site. You're you're on site. The weather may be dry. It may be lovely in the summer. It might be pouring rain. It might be windy. It might be freezing cold. Or all of those three things together, um, <laughs> which we've experienced many times. The panel we aim to build the panels as large as we can. So rather than getting smaller panels, you'd you'd get whole wall panels. Would you've had on your house? Yeah. So we we had so our our ground floor panel so our house is 12 meters we could have had a 12 meter panel we were struggling with the actual size of the wagon to bring it down which was the issue um so we went with you know two six meter panels that had all the doors in all the windows in 
constructed and landed. So two drops with the crane. You know, we're talking 30 minutes a panel, less than that to get them in, screwed back, bolted. It's, yeah, a yes. brilliant process. But you did touch on a key point, weather and carpentry. It's, I think that's what really broke me in the end. You know, we are, this country is, is cold. So that's back to your, that's back to mine, your yeah. time on yeah. site. The, I mean, eight months of the year, it's, 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 it's cold weather here. You know, I know we get that sunny bit between sort of maybe the end of May till the end of September, May, August, September time, but it's either raining or cold and being on a roof and trying to cut roof on. Cause I love that was, I love that part of it. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to delve into doing as much as I could on the house. But there were points where I was like, blimey, I remember why I left the tools now. Because yes. <laughs> cold fingers, knocking your hands on scaffolding, things like that. It's just, yeah, a process that you sort of live with. Bro. So even with the off-site construction, there is still a lot lot to do on site. So sometimes people think, well, I'd like to do more myself. But um, we always say that if, what we can do with the off-site panel system um, is put the oak frame up and then take the house to a point of being a dry shell very quickly. So the panels, we try and take the panels as far as we possibly can. So um, the build-up of your panels would have been, Craig, on site? As it was, as in the... And delivered would have been the whole build-up of the panel? The whole build-up of the panel, oh, as in thickness or as what was... And the it? actual product? The product, well, the build-up of ours is a right wall. So ours is an internal layer of um, PIR insulation or a Kingspan insulation. Um, then we have a 150mm um, stud work filled with a rock wall um, internal. Uh, externally, then, we've got a OSB board, breather paper, and, well, to put on our house, we've got a brick and render finish with a bit of weatherboard at the cheeks so um but externally you can have whatever you like so but that was part of our design that's what we liked so the wall makeup i think is about 350 mil 350 mil there or thereabouts depending on the finish that you've got externally yes so. yes so that would have helped and, and by building the panels as large as we can when you join panels together on site you've got a fixed point you're working around which is the oak frame when you put the panels, you want the panels to be absolutely as exact as possible. But you find by the gaskets that you use to join the panels together to help with the air tightness, sometimes you'll get what we call creep. And creep is where when you join panels together, you might get two millimeters larger on this panel to the next panel, and then two millimeters on that panel to the next panel, which is four millimeters. And that may build up a longer wall. So potentially the more panels you have, the more creep you may get. So the larger panel we can build reduces the creep. It means less joining together on site, which means less time. You'll lift doing one lift for a panel in, and hopefully that will be a whole wall, or two panels will be a whole wall. So that, that helps. And then we move on to the roof. Well, you can, oh, sorry, I'll jump in, because you've also got air tightness there as well, because the less panels you have, the less joints you have, the less taping you have, so you're technically reducing that area of air tightness as well, air leakage. So yeah, yeah the, so making it easier for the taping afterwards to achieve yeah. the air, air tightness test. Yes, good good point. And um, then we will move on to, as, we, as you and I have mentioned, our favorite part, which would have been cutting the roof. But the roof is all built within the workshops. So the roof, so describe to me, how did the roof process go? Well, on mine, I will just jump in and say that I wasn't actually involved in putting the roof on because I'd broken my leg, grand design style, but 
the guys on site did a great job. How of, did you do that? How uh, did you break your leg? At the, so your dream project, building your own home. Took the time off happened? work, ready to go. Everything was clean and tidy on site. And just because I'm a considerate neighbour, I was worried about the mud um, getting driven onto the road from the wagons coming in and out so i put some tarpaulin down and i bricked around the edge of it to hold the sheet down so they drive onto it and uh, overnight a lip had sort of flipped up flipped back over the bricks i was on the back of the tractor and trailer and and wound everything exactly what you're not meant to do jump off the back of the trailer onto half a brick and yeah that was the end of that well it wasn't the end of that day because we still put the oak frame up and we still uh yeah, we still managed to uh, to complete, but by the second day, I was, I was, uh, I was, quite, yeah, I was in, I was emotional. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when we look back, so how many years were you on site? Blimey, working was, as a proper carpenter here, on oh site. How many word. years were you on site? 15, 15 years, probably so, plus. Okay, so fifteen years, and then we go and we become, we, we start driving around in our car, going to visit people out on site, <laughs> selling the dream, the dream homes to 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 our customers. You then go ahead back rose tinted glasses on you're going to show everybody how it's done yep straight away first day jump off the trailer twisted Gone. ankle broken ankle yeah not good not good but, but you did carry on didn't you we carried i thought it was just a sprain it was the next day where it was really you know ladybird said to me um you know we're going to site it's got to be got to be there early i said yeah no problem and the not i slept all through the night yeah i was like oh blimey <laughs> no pain at all and then the next day i literally put my toe on the floor and the pain was just something else so i said can you drop me off at a and e you go to site and i'll meet you thereafter and uh yeah that was plaster plaster well yeah they put me in a cast but because my again boots quality you know that we had ankle boots the brake was a stable fracture, so it all sort of went back as it was. You know, it was a brake, so I went into a hard boot then by about the third day, and that's how I worked. And then you carried on. Yep, carried your, on. So on your Instagram page, there's all pictures of you there yeah. with your plastic boot on all yeah. the way. Well, not all the way through, but a good chunk good. of time. But so, yeah, so I was just to say, so yeah, roof panels. I wasn't there for the actual process of the panels going on, but well, on the roof, I was down on the ground, obviously shouting orders as you do. But uh, panels, yeah, we've got eight panels on our roof roof cassette so we had eight panels they took the best part of the day to go on and then that was followed on by the virgin eves detail which we as part of the system we plant on so um like i said both houses took about four days the so describe the eves and verge system what that is we 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 bring the panels of the wall and the panels of the roof join the insulation join so this helps the uh, the insulation value, total sort of tea cosy surrounding the whole house of solid insulation. And then what we want to create with the houses that we build is that look of a traditional cut roof, back to what we would have done on site. But obviously the depth of the insulated panel is very, very deep. And the look of a traditional rafter is a lot, a lot shallower. So therefore we make a, a sprocketed system that we also manufacture in the workshops off-site construction and we will arrive the panels go on with a crane and then the eaves and verge system is craned on also and so when you look up from the outside you see all your rafters and you see the soffit board above giving that lovely look and it is that subtle detail that i think i think gives the houses the look isn't yeah it, it softens it and up. How many dormer windows did you have on your on your panels? We've got two. We've got two on ours. So we've got uh, our bedroom and the second bedroom's a dormer window and they're weatherboarded. Um, so yeah, they are I mean that again as an off-site manufacturer, dormer windows is just a, is just a complete game changer. Because a, as a carpenter, again, it was always 
a lovely job to to, to build a dormer window with my rose tinted glasses on <laughs> i would sit here and imagine that i could build a dormer window in a day yeah would you think you could build a dormer window in a day craig in my head yes but where we finish and when it where okrites finish is probably a completely different process i'm thinking i'll probably do the woodwork but there's so much more involved in yeah. that dormer all the insulating, the, the, the fascia board, the soffit board, uh, setting everything up, all the noggings to carry everything, the insulation, the plasterboard. By the time you've finished, I think re in reality, as a carpenter on site, as a dormer, two days? Yeah, two, maybe three, depending on the finish on the outside, especially yes. because you're going to be lying on that roof, trying to do little lead soakers for the roofers and things like that. That's yeah. it's, yeah, two, so three days. We build the panel in the workshop, and wherever we have a dormer, we will set the dormer to the center of the panel. So the dormer gets fully built in the workshop with the, the panel with the dormer window on, and then we can install the window, we can bring weatherboarding in, we can apply lead work. So we can really carry that dormer window through to virtual completion. So when you lift that, the panel goes onto the roof, the dormer window is on and fitted. And with planning, we find that uh, a lot of ridge heights are forced down by the planners so we're building rooms in the roof which then tend to lead on to building dormer windows dormer windows give a really good look to a house and by building rooms in the roof the best looking part of an oak frame are the trusses so you will see the trusses within the roof space you have your dormer window which gives an attractive look but we help the speed on site by the off-site construction of constructing that dormer window as much as possible towards its entirety in the workshop environment so we have a team who work on building dormer windows and finishing dormer windows so that was a, a great assistance yeah, on blimey. site i mean i would have loved to have had a go i mean i would have loved to have had to go at all of it but you've got to really you know we mortgaged our property there's a time scale of when we've got to finish and i did think that i could do it all from start to finish i think the leg break was probably not a good thing, but a push to say you need to start bringing a few trades on to help you out. Um, but uh, yeah, the roof was completed for us. The, we had brought roofers in. That was great. The dormers are obviously done, finished. So we were, you know, we were in and walk, working on the house the week after. So Oakwright's left. A week after, we were on the internals. Yes. Um, floor insulation, um, underfloor heating, things like that. So it just sort of the easier bits, really. Now, you, um, as a, a salesperson for the company, you will sell the, the, all the products that we produce and we have on your home, it was the right wall system, but we also have the natural wall and I think you've been involved in that as well, haven't you? Yeah, natural, we do a lot of natural. Well, we do, obviously, with, we've got two passive houses under our belt now. Um, so the natural, I would have loved to have had. Um, again, you've touched on the restriction on ridge height, um, and we were so, uh, again we were trying to weigh up what was what was going to be most well the, what we could take most advantage of going forward. We the house were probably only going to be there for five to seven years, which is a shame, I'm sure. So we're also thinking, you know, what we can make out of that property as well, which is a terrible thing to say. But we've you know going forward, we we want to build again. We want to go, so obviously maximising what we can get out of that. So the next one, I would like to think that natural will be our way forward. So natural is where we use cellulose recycled paper um, as the insulation within the panel. It not only gives a high insulation value, it's sustainable and also it is breathable. 
Um, and also, it is it is much denser than a PU foam or or um, a rock wool. And so the density actually means that in the warmer summers that we get, that room in the roof means that the house will remain cooler in the summer. Um, but have the same insulation value in the winter. So you have a, a warm house in, in the winter and a cooler house in the summer, which I think is a great advantage. And that sort of brings me on to the heating value. So we, we always say, uh, you, you will look around and you will see a lot of insulated panel systems. And I would say there is no rocket science as such to our panel system, but what there is, is the process of producing in a quality controlled environment, but also the, the, the process of a team who are rotated through the whole process of the company. So the people who are building the panel system will get an opportunity to work on the CNC machines. They will also get an opportunity to work with the oak frame. They will also get an opportunity to go out onto site to help put the, the, the houses up. So what this creates is a, a more of a full rounded understanding of the implications of everything that you do. So Insulation is only as good as the gaps. So when you're building a panel system, you need a person there who's looking and understands the importance of no gaps. So while we use CNC machines, there is still a lot of things that are carried out by hand, and that's human beings. So we want to make sure that everybody has as much of an understanding of the process as possible. So efficiency of heating. So what does that mean? You've got the, 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 the system, but it's how well the system is built and how well the system then goes together on site. So Craig, this brings us on. We, we are, you, know, you built your house pre-COVID. Yeah. We are now post-COVID. We have um, heating oil, heating gas, energy going, the price is going through the roof. We are mid-winter. You've had your second winter in the house. Tell me about, with the Oakwright's right wall, what are the costs of heating your house been and how do you live within the house? Blimey. To tell you that we don't really heat it, I think there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to go, what are you talking about? But we, so at the moment, not that I'm tight, um, we, um, we only use the log burner currently. So our house is 20, 22 degrees all year round, doesn't really fluctuate too much. We have got underfloor heating downstairs and we've got towel rails on the on the first floor. Um, towel rails we turn on manually at the moment because the house does hold and balance that heat so sort of 30-40 minutes before we go for a shower turn the heat the towel rails on just to warm the towels um, but the house in the morning I get up I mean it's it was minus three this morning um, house is 22 degrees when I woke up I put a couple of logs on the fire before I get to work so everybody gets up to a warmer house but that will get it to say maybe 24 and the mechanical ventilation balances all the rooms within the house um, by just basically taking every room that hasn't got a, a tap and that's classed as a supply. So in here you've got, uh, I can see we've got mechanical ventilation, that's constantly moving temperature around. So here we're probably 22 degrees, same as my house, 22, so that's going around. Any room that does have a tap, it takes the moisture from the air, sends it into the atmosphere, brings new uh, clean air back into a, a buffer tank, heating it to the same temperature as what's already currently in the house, that disperses it across the building. So in our house, with the log burner, what that's doing is just moving that warm air throughout the house. It's not a heating system, but it's enough just to keep the house warm. So, um, I mean, in cost, I mean, gas, 
I mean, our last quarter, I think we spent £35 on gas last quarter, and that was mainly for hot water. So if we went down the solar PV route, we would be able to bring it down again. Now, you work for the company, but the company do sell their firewood. It, you do <laughs> not, you're not given the firewood, uh, but, but it is a, a sustainable product or, or, uh, because we are using offcuts. It is timber, new trees are planted. But tell me, how, how, what was the cost of... You know, you're saying you use the wood burner, and we have yep. a wood burner here, but that, 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 that firewood does cost. Yep. How much did you spend last year or this year on firewood? We buy a bag of firewood, dried firewood, from you. I mean, that would cost us £90 for a bag. Um, we put three logs on a day. It basically gets us through the winter for that bag. Um, so £90 is our fuel bill, really. So overall heating cost, what would you say then? A quarter. What, a quarter? Well, a quarter. Roughly. Let's say let's say a quarter. Then, I mean, so. the, our main usage is electric. Because yes. we obviously, that that's what sort of drives everything. I would say our quarterly bills would be... Hundred pounds, probably less than that. I don't. I'm not a hundred percent. That's the problem. If we went from a a cottage, which you all know about, um, which we were probably spending eight hundred pounds a quarter on oil. So when honestly, I, yeah, because obviously we had an arger in there. That was the only form of heating. You know, you were tr trying to keep the house, the whole of the house warm. You've got the log burner going constantly. So when I budgeted for the new house, I brought that eight hundred pounds a quarter across with me. So now it, you sort of don't even think about it. It, the, no. the bills come through and it's so you have a, a, a wife a baby living at home so it's yeah. not like you're not there or nobody is there in the daytime so family are really using the house yeah. all day long and they're not walking around in in, in woolen jumpers no. and uh, <laughs> and fur coats all day I, I would assume no I mean we, we don't even have a blanket on the end of the sofa which is probably uh, yeah. travesty in some books because just a cozy in but like I said it's shorts it's shorts and t-shirt all, all year round, shorts yeah. and t-shirts. So. so that comes down to the, 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 the panel system and the way the panel system is built, the way the panel system is insulated, the prefabrication of the quality being built in a workshop as, trying, as opposed to trying to build it on site, and then it is the quality of the way it is installed on site. Yeah. And you are reaping the reward of that, of that off-site construction. Yeah. That's fantastic. So just a little bit more than Craig, the process, the total build, because it's okay talking about how quickly the oak frame goes up, how quickly the encapsulated panel system goes onto the house. But what was the total build time from the moment you set foot on site digging your foundations for a house which is how many square feet was your house? We, our internal space on ours were 158, 160 square metres. Okay. So that's feet to meters, but let's say yes, okay, Sorry. meters. No, meters, we need to, we need, you're younger than me, you're working in meters, I'm working in feet, but let's work in meters, and that's great. So time, you time. Start, started, when did you move in, when have you completed, what point were you complete at? So COVID pushed us in to a degree. Yeah. Um, it, it took, the process took from start to finish on site, we broke ground, it took us nine months, um, which is a, a Pretty quick, really. Seeing I was doing evenings and weekend work, the majority of it, and so it was you conceived your baby. Yeah, <laughs> straight after <laughs> when all the work was finished. Well, I say the work was finished, but uh, and then the baby. Yeah, the baby. I think it would have been we a bit two more... babies. No, no, just your house. Oh yeah, no, your what's... house is a baby, and then your baby. <laughs> well, to be honest, and the dog, and I would class her as a little baby as well. So she's uh, she's in there, but um, we sort of brought all that together at the end. Um, yeah, I. How long did it take? It took nine months, but there were things, it depends where you class the nine months from. So I always say to my clients, you should really think about 
a 12 month build process. Yes. Um, because we started in the winter, which gave us a great push through the summer to do everything, but you end the process in the winter. So when we were working inside, because we're working inside. Yeah. So externally, you know, gardens, things like that, you can't start landscaping in the middle of October or November because it's just not, it doesn't work. So, so I think really then you're saying that a 12 months takes you in quite nicely to your home, depending on the size yeah. uh, and complexity. Yeah. But then afterwards, you do have some finishing. You've got the landscaping yeah. and the final finishing touches, which I think you being a carpenter, I've seen you've, you've built your dining room table. <laughs> you've, you've, you've added a lot of lovely touches to the house by being a craftsman, which is great to see. Yeah, I love tools, Tim. I mean, I've, I was hoping this was going to be a tall chat, to be honest. Well, we could have got started. I think I think if this talk had been about tools. We had Craig and myself here. We would have been here all day. We 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 love our tools. Oh. Uh, being car- both of us carpenters, and and I think that's where Oakwright had developed into you, the use of CNC machinery is because we I uh, were, were, was always looking to develop the next tool, buy the next tool. You I know have got an extensive tool collection. Anything that I've got more tools now, bizarrely, than when I was actually on the tools, which obviously don't. Well, this is obviously live, so my other half is going to know this now. But I've got everything. You want a tile kitchen? I've got tiling equipment. You want to level? I don't know some foundations. I've got laser levels. It's just now, oh dear. So prefabrication. We've got the prefabricated panel system going in. You really did a lot what I would call almost like a true self-builder you were doing a, but by having your trade background you were also taking on jobs outside of your trade which is carpentry what would you say was the toughest job along the way I know that hands down I did the stone floors and uh, the prices we're getting on the stone floors and I'm sure there's lots of people out there the labor is exactly the same as the cost of the floor or even more and he's like blimey that's a lot on labor but by the time I finished that process it nearly broke me it's you know they arrived we've got we've got 100 square meters of floor downstairs in our house which the tiles all arrived in random sections and then there was a pallet of adhesive so i said to the guys that sold it to us whitehall and hereford um but that's a lot of adhesive they're like yeah yeah yeah. it's basically one bag for four tiles so i was like so every night i'd set up do a mix four tiles down clean up because it was getting to nine o'clock and then leave. So four tiles a night. And I was like, blimey, this is going to take. But once you get into the flow of it, but it's just hard on your back, hard on your knees, cuts. Um, Yeah, I would say anybody that's looking to take that on, yeah. I will say that you, you have the, the tiles run um, from the centre of your fireplace, I think, <laughs> all the way through the house. It's a beautiful yeah. set-out point to run from and gives a, a, a nice look. So this talk, uh, prefabrication, Talking to your customers, how do you find, what do you find, and what is the um, what is the response from your customers when they see the houses going up and the, and the process of the oak frame and the, and the encapsulated system going on site? I th- until they're actually there, I don't think they realise how quick, quick it is because it is remarkably quick. And it doesn't just, open, you know, on our side, we're quick, we're off site, but it opens up so much more sooner you know, for following on trades. Following on trades. I mean, I know, I'm sure there's lots of brick and block guys out there that say, look, you know, my, our house is 300 square meters of face. So in brick and block, you've got to do two skins. You've got 600 square meters to lay. Uh, two guys and uh, a mixer would do 20 square meters a day. That's 30 days 
in six of my masters, right? That's th- yeah, that's 30 days <laughs> um, to get you to wall plate. And that, that, that's not in roof on, that's not... So you've got scaffolding extra costs, you've got, you know, loos and containers extra. It's just, it really does reduce that time period. So obviously I've got to be slightly biased because I've done it, but it is just, it is complete game changer. Yes, complete and game changer. going then, we were talking about the, the quality of the of the product and the, and the quality of the installation. Air tightness, now everybody focuses on air tightness. Um, with your house, can you remember what your air tightness test was? Yes, it was point. It was one point six five. One point six five. So that's uh, quite a complex house. That is not the natural wall system which we use on our passive houses. Uh, passive houses zero point six. Yeah. But one point six five is it's great. Good. Well, that's we're good. below the five. Well, yes. I mean, the five is obviously the building regulation standard. Um, we, in all honesty, we were looking for below three. Um, the areas which, of, this is obviously brilliant on our side. So the passive houses that we've done previously, I had taken a lot of information. So every time they do the air tests on those, I've seen that the main areas of leakage are around the windows. Yes. So having the windows installed in the workshop, it's dry. It's easy for the guys to take because they're lay on a table. Yes minimal air leakages the ones that we do on site you're obviously taping the windows around because or they're installed by others and then when that air test comes you find you're sort of all running around trying to just find those little leaks here and there and you're talking when we say leaks they're they are pinholes they are you walk past and you just feel a little breeze on your ear you're like oh that there it is it's in the top corner of a window but if you add all those together you might find you've got a lego brick over the house and then that is into so yeah that's we when we started the process i was very keen on making sure that we had taped and everything was immaculate before we boarded so ah so you had the panels where where the windows that could be installed were installed into the panel pre-taped and then you have the larger panels which when you've got less joints to tape on site you've only got did you say eight panels on the roof eight panels on the roof eight panels on the whole roof with your dormer windows already so that's only four joints yes so that that makes life a lot easier and then the reward that you've reaped of that is that very low uh, running cost of the house, which I think for anybody now going forwards is of paramount importance. So what we are trying to create is a good-looking house. Uh, we're trying to give that flavour of the oak frame. So historically, we would have had oak frames that are exposed both externally and internally. Now what we have is a post and beam frame internally, which gives the look and the, the character of the house. We have the encapsulated system around the walls and the roof, but then we always try and give a flavour or a thread of a, a story of what is within the home. When you look, you've got the your beautiful oak sunroom, you've got your nice oak framed porch as well, haven't you? And and the uh, framework around the dormer windows, so you can see that there is an oak frame, or there's a hint that there will be an oak frame, and then you walk in, then you see the oak frame. But it is so much more than just the oak frame. The oak frame is what gives the character of the house, the beauty of the house. But the encapsulated system is what gives you a house that will enable you to live there at very, very low cost for years and years to come. And that's the great point of prefabrication. Yeah. 100%. 100%. You can't, you can't argue it, I don't think. It's, it's, it is going to be the way forward, or hopefully the way forward. So 
Craig, I think that's been a great discussion and um, I, I've enjoyed th this time. I hope that uh, from your experience now, you can help advise customers in a far more detailed way. Uh, I, I hope you have many happy years with your wife and, and child and the dog yeah. in, in your home. And uh, we're going to be doing a, a video of your house in the summer. Look forward to that. That'll be great fun. We'll be there in shorts then, not sat in next yeah. to the wood burner. <laughs> and... Uh, I hope that uh, our viewers have enjoyed this discussion of prefabrication. And if you'd like to see how we produce our houses, you're more than welcome to visit Oakrite. Come and, come and visit us. We'll show you how we build. There is also another video that you can watch if you go onto the YouTube channel and look an insight into our workshop. That will show you how we build our panels within the workshop, prefabricate our panels. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of In The Frame, episode 10, prefabrication. We'll be making many more videos, so why not let us know what is of interest to you and what would help you on your self-build journey. I hope you've enjoyed this video, so if you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe and press like. We look forward to making more videos to help you.